Welcome to What We've Been Talking About, the podcast where we skip the small talk and explore faith, random thoughts and spirituality in the context of this thing called life. We're Melenga and Lindy and thank you for joining our conversation. Hello. Hey. So what are we talking about today? And we're back. We're talking about, we're talking about it and just brain told me before and we had this idea anyway shooting off for this kind of um coming up from our creation legacy and the fact that everything that we do as humans is creation and we said that today we're talking about um eternal versus um fleeting well eternal something that lasts forever and then fleeting something that's just gone um in an instant yeah something temporary so yeah and then we we were looking at it, we're looking at different, like in terms of um, other ways of looking at it is looking at something that is um, shallow, like fleeting. Mm. Or And then we said, what's the opposite of shallow? And I looked it up now. Um, and you've got the opposite of shallow is profound. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, it is, yeah, because something is profound, but it sounds so serious, isn't it? And then another one is serious. Yeah. And then another one is in depth. So like we said, deep, really. Mm. Yeah, I like the depth because, I mean, serious means that. So everything that is shallow or fleeting is unserious. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I guess it is, you know, if it is fleeting, whether it's like unserious, like it's not going to stay stick around. So it's... I mean, that's interesting because like I was thinking about it today and how like I'm someone who doesn't really take life too seriously, funny enough, mm-hmm. but then I also do at the same time, like on a deep level, mm-hmm. but like the little day to day, I'm just like, oh, it's not that serious. Cause it's, but yeah, I guess I'm, I'm seeing it from that point of view because those things aren't really temp, they're not eternal, mm-hmm. they're like temporary, isn't it? So, but I didn't think of it like that, but yeah, I guess in the bit, depending on your perspective, mm-hmm. in the bigger picture, in the grand scheme of things rather, they are like unserious. They're like, it's not there's no need to make a big deal out of them I guess no, I know. um but then when you're in the moment depending on where it is it does seem deep yeah <laughs> sometimes well um, for me every, everything's, everything's deep do you know what I mean like, <laughs> we say this because you know you know if you know me I think if you know me on a you know in a private in a private sphere if you know me privately, yeah then you you know that everything's deep for me. But if you just know me like my out my outside face and my public face, then I still yeah. then I seem very chilled. Which I think that's a that that is me. Like I'm not it's not like I'm some two faced person, but like like I can be chilled. But then there's also that fire side of me that takes everything seriously as well. So um Yeah. No, I think everyone has that. Like they're different um if you know them personally versus in public isn't it i'm literally like i think i was talking to a lady and she was like i'm a like on the outside she's one who said it like i am like i'm a libra on the outside like in my public face and then the aries is like the moon sign or something the thing that you are inside because you're like a you're like it sounds so creepy it's like you are like a a certain star sign on the outside but then there's like a star sign that you are on the inside and i think i'm an aries on the moon sign oh you are you're I think I'm an ins- mm-hmm. apparently but we don't know these things but like yeah yeah apparently i'm a leo but i don't know what leos are like so 
on the outside i'm a taurus so that's why i'm chilled anyways but yeah so anyway back to topic yeah eternal versus fleeting in terms of the way i'm looking at it is in terms of like the creation like what you put your focus on i like as in are you creating something yes in terms of legacy like going off on legacy it doesn't have to be but i'm thinking in terms of legacy really like what you're building your life on like are you building yeah your life based on something um like eternal which seems quite mm. big like wow are you actually doing that as in you're, you're are you are you building your life on something on, of substance or yeah. are, you based, are you building your life on things that are not really of substance? Are you concentrating on things that are not of substance? This is a question to myself because I feel like I feel like mm. we're always it's hard to to focus on the things that are of substance sometimes. Like you just want to do the stuff that's like, you know, fun or I don't know, you know, you're not really thinking about not not really you're thinking about, but you know what I mean? I think it's harder to sustain like building towards something of substance. Harder to sustain. Mm. Hmm. What is that? Because it's too serious. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm someone who is always thinking about something serious, but it's like, yeah, I'd rather watch Netflix or something. Well, I say rather, but not really. But it's like, yeah, I want to I wanna write my novel, but then I, it's easier to, to do something else. I like go and eat or something. I don't know. But then again... Yeah, I think it's because, like, naturally, as human beings, like, we like the instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Like, we like those, like, short-term like you know the easy route kind of because anything that you want to invest in and do for like you want to invest in that is that lasts for eternity or is long term it requires more of you isn't it It requires more energy like for example if we're talking about legacy if we're going to talk about um leaving an eternal legacy versus like a unserious fleeting one um that would be like if I was thinking of leaving generational wealth or something, mm-hmm. that would require more energy than if I was like, oh, just in my lifetime, I just want to, you know, um, have a lot of money and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it requires a different perspective even on life. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to take those things very, like, you know, mm-hmm. they'd have to matter to you. You'd have to value that, like, leaving generational wealth. And sometimes that's, like, a cultural thing versus, um, I don't know, I guess, yeah, sometimes it's just a cultural thing that you know that you, you're you thinking about the next generations where not everyone's brought up with that kind of mentality. They kind of are just, like, have to look after themselves, I suppose, mm-hmm. and just be a good person or whatever. So, yeah, I think it's e- it's easier, like, from a hu- human nature point of view to to strive for the the fleeting stuff than the eternal stuff. But how do you even know what's fleeting and what's eternal? Because at the end of the day... Um going for generational wealth yeah i would argue that's still fleeting because that's just money like it's it's money it's it's wealth on earth so what like you die Mm. whatever like your next generation like it's still fleeting because you're still gonna die and you're gonna leave it like what's making it eternal or what's making it of substance Mm, okay i was thinking thinking of it like it's eternal because like it's still carrying on like yeah it's fleeting for you i suppose but it's carrying on to the next generation Mm. and the next generation because sometimes you can have wealth that goes down generations do you know what i mean but yeah i suppose it's fleeting for you and your name is not really attached to that wealth is it or it might be could be it could be like for some old families but 
but my thing yeah is, not- i get what you mean it's still on money money which is like a fleeting thing it's not an eternal it's still um fleeting i think because i'm always taking back to the ancient egyptians just because like we can we can talk about them because you know their civilization that <laughs> where they're like four thousand years ago so if i'm talking about yeah. four thousand years ago like pre-christ you know like 1800 bc yeah you know those pharaohs and all that like yeah, mm-hmm. the name is eternal, I guess. Whatever, but even as time goes on, like more time after we have died, and after generations, like you know, the fact that after the sun sun is dying, when the earth when the sun will die, and the earth will you know, the temperature will change. What I mean to say is, eternal me- means forever, and anything that uh... human um, is not. I'm just taking it serious today. Like I'm taking the word as it is. I'm taking. It <laughs> eternal is eternal is that do you know what i mean whereas everything is not eternal that's on this world as far as i can think of in this moment so i'm thinking even if you're building generational wealth you do all this you have a great name da, 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 like all of it like how do we yeah. what makes something climb from like just earthly earthly like legacy to now eternal legacy like what what qualifies something how do you make that climb because I don't. I don't think money's going to do it personally. So, what is it then? What does it mean to focus on eternal things? I think maybe it's a limited point of view, but this is just how I'm coming from it from my perspective. That was just yeah. like a word, a keyword. Is it eternal? Like, what's eternal? Like, it's it's God. I think it's things above. Because did you know why I got that idea when we, when, we, when I was brainstorming it and I was like eternal fleeting. We had an idea to discuss yeah. the other um, duality that we wanted to discuss was above and beneath, True. and mm. it was this. It came from a scripture which was um, which it says, um, you know, focus on things above and not beneath. Like focus on on things above, like where you're, you know. Um, I'm not sure now. I'm not mixing verses and mincing verses, but what comes to mind is like focus <laughs> on things above, like where your father is, like where God is. Um, and you know when it says as well there's a scripture it says lay your lay your treasure um you know on things above where like moth cannot cannot get it basically where time cannot cannot um cannot destroy like it. yeah so that's kind of yeah. like I probably should have read that before having this discussion really but um it's like that idea that yeah you lay up your your treasure not on earth because it's going to it's going to fade away because that's just the nature of time and earth. And then it goes, lay your treasures up um, towards eternity. So I'm saying, mm. like, what works? What types of creations? What type of life um, do you live where you're, where you're sowing towards? You're investing. Yeah, let's use that word. You're yeah. investing yeah. in eternity. You're not investing on earth. That's my question. That makes me think of um, when we spoke about legacy and we spoke about having, like, an earthly legacy versus like a spiritual legacy because for me I always see it like like life is layered isn't it so when we're talking now about eternal and fleeting it's like what can we invest in then that's eternal so for me I'm thinking oh like obviously life is layered so you've got like your your spirituality and then you have like the earthly realm like so the physical realm Mm. and then you have the spiritual realm so to me I'm like yeah things that are spiritual are eternal Mm -hmm because our spirits are eternal mm-hmm. if that, that's my perspective not everyone will have that worldview mm-hmm. 
but things that you invest in on the earth they will end like the physical body it dies Mm -hmm. and whatever you do on the earth like that's the end of it you know you're not going to take that into your death whereas if you have something that you invested in your spiritual life that's continuing with you because your spirit is eternal if you have that worldview then that would make sense to you um but then still it's like what are those things like how do you invest spiritually? How do you like, create what's the investments? That you, yeah, like what's the creation? Like what are you creating that is spiritual legacy? Um, so I think it's, for me, it'd be like things like, um, I'm finding it hard to like think right now, but... Um, Maybe it's like who has that spiritual legacy? Like what would, who has that spiritual legacy? Like when you said that, like, or how do you invest in that spiritual legacy? I guess... When we were talking about spiritual legacy, remember we were talking about the good deeds that your ancestors have done that have now... Well, we talked about karma and then we kept, we started yeah. up and up and up and then you brought it to spiritual legacy, something I never thought of. And you mm. reminded it, me and again now and I'm thinking, well, we were talking about Abraham at that point. He obviously yeah. left a spiritual yeah. legacy, do you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah. which was based on his faith towards God. That's why it always Abraham, they always, you know, reference Abraham's faith, like because he believed in God and then he received. Mm-hmm. So I guess, I suppose it's like, you know, it's, I'm going to say faith, but it sounds so simple. But yeah, like faith is, <laughs> is an investment towards a spiritual legacy because it makes, it makes things, because when he had the faith, that's what created well, it didn't really create, mm. but it, like allowed those things to be that were already mm. his. Do you know what I mean? So it's there's a. I think with that spiritual legacy, if I'm not mistaken, it's like it's less kind of like I will create, 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 create. It's not like I'm not gonna. I'm. It's not based on me working my power. It's more like it sounds like like because when you said allowing, like I had an image of a, a door opening. So it, it, it sounds almost like you're surrendering you're like opening yourself up to this Mm. which is what is required of faith isn't it you have to kind of surrender to it um and believe in something that's higher than yourself do you know what I mean it requires no like ego um so I feel like yeah the the spiritual investments are like the spiritual practices that you do Mm. you know like to grow that faith to um to keep walking that path of like whatever spiritual journey that you are on, you don't just stay in one place. It's like growing mm. it, isn't it? Discovering more about yourself, about the world, being more connected to those things. I feel like that's the legacy and that gets carried on. Like we talked about, um, whether that's down in generations on the, on the earthly plane or like as a spiritual legacy for next, the next generations or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It made well. It makes me think like every time in the Bible it talks about like your good works. You know, it talks about good works in the New Testament, and I think Paul writes about good works, and it's things like those good works, those spiritual practices, like you know, prayer and and like helping you know others. Do you know what I mean? Like being literally like a, you know what I mean? Like you are, you are doing good works, but not just good works for the sake of just doing it so you can look good. But do you know what I mean? You're investing mm. towards good things, like the like righteous things you know what I mean things that are beneficial of substance so it's things that like like I don't want to do much like for example when you said oh you know it's doing the spiritual practices and I'm like oh yeah like prayer right like you know if you have like regular (laughs) prayer or you join or say you're a part of a church and you have like prayer meeting it's one of those things like I've been not joining prayer meeting and it's just kind of like oh man 
yeah, the time's inconvenient. But it's funny because it's like, and then I'll be thinking like, is that even eternal? Is that even eternal legacy? Like, is it something that will last forever? I mean, you pray for an hour or two or well, if you do pray for two, but like say a prayer meeting is like an hour, yeah. <laughs> so I prayed and everything, but it's like, I'm not thinking as if like the prayer is going to have some everlasting impact but then like what if it does you know what i mean like that will probably change that will change my that will change my aspect on on prayer but it's it makes you think because it's like yeah i would spend that time it's like yeah give me would i rather pray yeah or would i rather read a book or something because i'm like i'm a reader or even watch netflix or something and it's like yeah i'd rather do those enjoyment things those things like classes enjoyment but they it's like you might enjoy it now but is it even benefiting anything? It doesn't have any substance deeper. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if you yeah. pray, that's a better investment because we don't know. You don't know. I, I, I think you don't know where that, that, that prayer will impact, I'm thinking. Um, mm. So just thinking about those, like what is a spiritual investment? Like what's an eternal investment? So I think I've got prayer question mark because I'm still like not convinced that it has like an eternal um, investment or well, I think it should but it's like in my mind I don't have that like conviction I feel like yeah I get what you mean but I feel like it it does count because whenever like whenever I hear the word prayer I always try and like broaden my mind to think about all types of praying mm-hmm. so not just like the religious praying but like meditating mm. um you know because all those kind of things are prayer even if you're just um meditating meditating on some spiritual words or even just having like meditating on nothing like just being silent Mm -hmm. with yourself like that is almost a prayer like it doesn't have to be you know um some prayer that you have to dictate out loud or whatever but um I feel like when you do pray it it is an internal investment because I don't this is just my view like it's just how I see the world. So when you're praying, because you're you're in the spiritual realm as you're praying, and the spiritual realm doesn't have no time. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not um, subject to the time um, of of that we have in the world, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like the spiritual realm has no time. So I, I feel like when you're praying, it, it covers like all of time. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, yeah, I get that. like yeah. So. So for me, yeah, it is an eternal investment. It doesn't matter when you pray. You could pray about something in the past, the future. Like, it still counts. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Your prayer that you pray now could affect generations, like, down the line, mm. whatever. Mm. Whatever prayer is, like, I still think it it counts. Um, But that's just my belief. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, someone might be like, that's ridiculous, you know? That, yeah, when you pray, you're in a spiritual realm and there's no time. Mm. <laughs> Well, I actually thought that that sounds quite deep, actually, because I'm thinking you don't even know you're, you're praying for your great, 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 great or You never know. It's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's like when we're talking the legacy and we're talking about ancestry and like how we are the culmination. Is that the right word? Com- culmination mm-hmm. of like our great grandparents, mm-hmm. like prayers realized or something like mm-hmm. that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So in the same way, whatever we do affects past generations and like it affects the, the people afterwards, even if it's not in our bloodline, it affects the world because we're connected to everything. Mm-hmm. Cause in that spiritual realm, there is, everything is connected mm-hmm. like at, at its core nature, everything is connected and there is no time. There's none of those things. There's no death. It's not like the physical world mm-hmm. where we live. So the, the rules that govern the world here is different 
from when you're in the spiritual world. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I, I definitely would count prayer, mm-hmm. any form of praying or meditating mm-hmm. as spiritual investments. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause you, I mean, in my own personal experience, I can tell, I can feel the difference when I am doing it. Um, when I'm actually practicing it and praying consistently when I, or when I'm not. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. the difference? Like, the the difference is that like life has more depth more meaning to it whereas if you're just doing the fleeting things of life like going about your day doing work you almost like why why are you doing it like it almost doesn't have a meaning do you get what I mean yeah so I feel like yeah that that is the difference it keeps you connected to that thing because when you're not connected to it it's kind of like you can just go through life just like not even living just surviving like just on autopilot almost do you know what I mean it's kind of then it's kind of like unserious mm-hmm. <laughs> just to use that opposite word unserious yeah. it's like what's the point um yeah and I feel like there's different types of spiritual legacy as in it doesn't have to be serious like you can do things that are in like that um that you enjoy but are not fleeting do you get what I mean? So like you, so like different human, like when you have a um, human interactions with people, I want to say interactions. I don't know why I'm saying human interactions. When you're having interactions with people. Well, you could have an interaction with your pet, innit? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't have any pets. So I was just wondering like, why am I saying it that? Yeah, strange. when you're having interaction, <laughs> interactions with people and like connecting with them, like I feel like that's spiritual. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Because you can have connections with people and it's it's not deep, it's not meaningful, then that is just kind of fleeing. Like we're just doing small talk. Mm. It's just like, what's the point? But if it's like you're having a real true connecting with someone on an emotional level, you're there for each other, like that is different. I feel like that can also be a spiritual investment. Cause it's like when they say, like I'm t- I'm thinking of like from a church point of view, like when you wanna like I remember when they used to talk about saving souls, right? And like, it's only, it can only be like a real investment if you connect with those people that you want to save, mm, right? Yeah, yeah. So I feel like in those interactions that you have with people, they don't, you don't have to be preaching to them, mm. but you still have an impact, impact on their life. Mm, mm. So it's kind of like what we were saying before, it's legacy again. Mm. But it, it depends on what type of connection or interaction you're having with that person in that moment. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Like if you, yeah, there's moments of like when I used to, the thing with like when I was in church and I was in the mm. church that I evangelised a lot. Not that I'm not in church now, for anyone listening. But I don't know I'm not going to qualify myself, but whatever. Like sometimes, I'm, sometimes we'll be talking and I'm like, we sound like a bunch of heathens. <laughs> <laughs> We've left the church. <laughs> when I used to be. No, and haven't. even if we did leave the church, we're still not heathens. Um, and the thing is, the thing that's funny about that phrase is that you you can't leave the church. You are the church. What is a heathen? Hold yeah. on, let me just research what a heathen is because I like to say that word so much. Aren't they just an un- un- unsaved one? I find it so like so like it's just so much like, jokes and banter to me. Like heathen, an unconverted <laughs> member of people or nation who does not acknowledge the look God acknowledge the god oh the god of the Bible or two an uncivil uncivilized or irreligious person. Um, so basically, someone uncovered. That's the thing. Back in the day, they were actually called uncivilized. Yeah. Like they just were not heathen. 
Um, yeah, so someone who's not religious. He, but then you have to be careful with this now because it's like, um, you see how it is. Yeah, whereas now it's like when you say relating to people, nations that do not acknowledge the God of the Bible. I feel like, I'm not sure about the stats, you know, but like, you know, like say in England, I'm not sure about America, but it's like, Mm. That's not something that's so strange, you know what I mean? To not acknowledge God of the Bible, like, um, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's not really. Yeah, it's just a very kind of like, okay, why should there even be a name for it, almost? Um, But, okay, we went off topic a bit. Um, So, when I was in um, my old church before, where we used to go, like, evangelising, which means telling people about Jesus and asking them, you know, to, like... It says give your they say give your life to Christ, which is basically open your heart to Christ. Yeah, sometimes it's just the thing is it's so funny. Like, yeah, I'm glad I talked about this. Sometimes you, you get you get a you get you do an action, mm-hmm. you have something in your life, anything, yeah. and it it can it can seem as if it's good, like it's spiritual. But you know, you right. can easily turn that spiritual thing into something shallow and meaningless again because it's like yeah it's like even if i go out and i talk to people i'm like yeah i'm going to 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 tell people about god and that they can have a relationship with god i wasn't doing it with my heart um and i was doing it because of something that you do in church and i felt bad if i didn't do it because you're supposed to do it and so i went out yeah and that's not the thing really it's not because i didn't want to do it because sometimes i didn't want to do it and then I still would make some meaningful connections with people. But it's like sometimes you do it and then you know that when you're talking to someone, you're not really making that meaningful connection because your agenda is just that they should just see your point of view and you're not really yeah. open to the person. You're not loving the person. You know what I mean? You're not there to kind of be a space for the person. And so therefore, right. it's a shallow transaction in there. Even if the person is like, yeah, let me, I, if because they could just say, oh, let me just agree with this person because I want them to leave me alone. So they might just say the prayer of salvation with you. Do you know what I mean? What have you really yeah. done there? What have you really, really done? You know, I mean, I'm not to mm. judge because I'm not sure. I can't see into the into the spirits of, of people. Do you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> do you know how that can seem like it's a deep, it's a deep um, eternal um, investment, you know, but it's actually, you've made it shallow and it just, it reminds me of like, you know, I was reading like I was reading the Bible. I think I was I reading I'm reading Hosea Hosea at the moment. And Hosea is deep, you know. Like I don't read the prophet I haven't read the prophets um before. Is that the one where he has to marry the prostitute? Yes, yeah, so I've never read Hosea yeah. Hosea. And I don't even know I didn't know that was his story. So when I started reading it, I was reading it very quite and seriously because you know they're the short ones, so I take them quite and serious, like Hosea and Yeah, the, the minor prophets. Yeah, I don't take them very so I started reading it and then it's like, Oh, God told them to marry a prostitute and I was like, Oh gosh, here we go again. Like I don't get that it. That one when... was actually sorry, I keep interrupting no, you, but one... that that story when I heard about it, I was like, Wow, that's that's hard. Cause he had to keep we had to keep like accepting her back. Cause she kept, she just kept going. Like she kept going off of other men, just continuing with her old life almost. Yeah. And then when you have the the shadow at the end, when God is like, "Yeah, that's how he is with the church." Well, I don't know if it was a, a preach I heard, but that was kind of a a shadow or what do you call it, like a metaphor for how God is towards the church. Yeah. Like every time Israel would go off with other gods, literally, mm-hmm. and then he would accept her back. Yeah. So I was like, oh, sorry. I think, yeah, so I didn't understand it. I mean, I just read it and I was like, it starts at the beginning, you know, God tells her, tells her there, the prophet, go and marry a prostitute. And I was like, you know, why would you do this again, God? But because God has done this to another prophet. <laughs> he told them to go on. He told, was it Elijah? And I was like, yeah, your wife will die. 
And then he told, I think it was Elijah again, and he was like, go and eat. He he actually at one point told Elijah to like go and eat eat food. Sorry, I sometimes I'm like, go and eat poo. He didn't tell him to go and eat poo. He told him to go and eat food <laughs> that had been cooked over poo. I thought you were gonna say that. No, it wasn't. It was, oh yeah, it was cooked, yeah, cooked over poo. Over yeah. poo. And then he was Elijah was like, no, 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 like I've never done this before. So please let it be like animal poo or something. I can't remember. Or it was something else. And then God was like, okay, fine. And I was like, God has done these done out things before. So here he is asking Hosea to marry a prostitute. So I was like, you know, whatever, like, let's just carry on, keep it rolling. Um, you know, read it. And then it was only until I started taking Hosea a bit seriously when I read, like, I listened to church yesterday uh, on Sunday. And then it wasn't mm. about Hosea, but in church, like, the pastor read out Hosea 11. And, like, right. It was like, it was like touching my heart. Like, it was like, literally, like, he was, um, it was like, what did he say? Okay, so God was, speaking through Isaiah, obviously, was basically talking mm. about how um, Israel had sinned. I think it was Israel. It's not Judah. I think he's talking about Israel. And then he's basically saying, like, oh, Israel has done all these things. And he's like, oh, and he's like, oh, look what they've done. And then in the end, in the middle of the, of the passage, um, mm. God is just like, but how can I, like, how can I turn away from them? Like, how can I turn away from Israel? And it just, in that instant, it just, God wasn't like God, like up above to me. It was just like, it was almost like a lover, but talking about like some sort of like, either his wife or girlfriend, but it's like, you've said like, oh my gosh, like, she's so, she's done this, she's done that. Like, look at what this person has done. But then at the end, instead of being angry and being like, you know, like really angry as you should be, Right yeah he's just like the lover is just like but how can i like let you go and i'm thinking wow imagine if you if, if that was like if i saw that in real life like some guy been cheated on and then he's naming everything that his girlfriend he's cheat he, you know his girlfriend's doing and he's like but how can i let her go though i'm just thinking whoa are you actually all right in your head like what do you mean <laughs> how can you let her go you let her go you know well i wouldn't say that <laughs> you know knowing that you should practice faith and everything but in my heart i'd be thinking you're either a fool or you're very, you have strong faith, you know, it's either one of the two. Yeah. Um, but then it just was so romantic to me because obviously I like romance. And I was just like, oh, wow, Hosea, like, you know, I was seeing a new side light to it. And then I went going back, I was thinking a bit more serious. I was like, let me, let me read Hosea a bit seriously. And then I started realizing that, do you know what? Like every book that I've read in the Bible so far, it's so funny. It's because like, everyone has different personalities that God was speaking through. So I feel like Jose, I was like, he should have been a romantic guy. You know, I was like, he must've been a romantic guy because it's just giving me those, those like love of the vibes. And I was like, oh, this guy, you know? And then as he's re as he's, I, I was understanding a bit more. Cause I was thinking, oh, so God was speaking through Jose. And I was like, Jose, and I was like, how did he, how was he able to communicate? So, so strongly, you know, the feeling of, of yes. an unfaithful, of an unfaithful wife. I was like, how did he? Able? And I was like, oh damn, he married a prostitute. And I was like, oh, that's why? <laughs> I was like, that's why God did that. I was like, so that he could actually feel it. Because I was like, as a as as a human, I've just come to realize. Um, I was like, you know, that you can't. It's only sometimes until you've been through something that you can actually really feel the pain yeah. of it. like so I can sit here and be like oh it must be so sad you know it must be but it's not until I've understood it so I was thinking you know God couldn't really speak through him properly until he mm. knew what it felt like and he only was yeah. able to speak so romantically like that because he literally was going through that that thing and so that yeah that just hit me um a lot and yeah. I guess the reason why I brought up Hosea as well um sorry for the rant was because um 
there's actually a passage there where it talks about like sowing to the whirlwind, like harvesting to the whirlwind, which means like harvesting nothing. Like, you know, when you're harvesting, just like it says, there's actually something I wrote down notes. It was like, um, it says something about planting to the wind. So this is what Israel have been doing, I think, right? Like Mm. not, they've been like going after like worshipping gods and like idols and they were planting and it says something about them. It's a very like lots of imagery in here. Yeah. Which is at the right part of me, just like, oh, how'd they do that? But anyway, so he's like, um, it says like that they plant the wind and then they harvest the whirlwind. So it's like you plant nothing and you're harvesting nothing. The whirlwind is wind. So it's like that's that's what we do sometimes in life. It's like you know you could be it scares me, like I said, because I'm always so on the mm. legacy. And sometimes I don't know yeah. whether that legacy, the thing that I'm creating, which for me is like my novel. <laughs> Is wind. Yeah, like I don't could know. be wind. I'm like, you know, <laughs> am I planting to the wind and am I gonna just harvest a whirlwind at the end? Do you know what I mean? Like after you know That does sound scary yeah. actually. And I'm not even someone who's that like, oh yeah, legacy, legacy, <laughs> but that does sound like raw, like it could just be I could be investing in wind right now. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you're planting the wind, harvesting the whirlwind, but then he says actually that you should be planting good seeds it's like he told israel to like plant good seeds of righteousness and harvest a crop of love so that's what you that's what that's the ideal you know so planting Mm. those good seeds of righteousness i'm thinking it's probably what we're talking about the spiritual investments you know or just the wise investment sometimes it doesn't have to be so deep but it's like you know on earth we function as on earth and it does mean something do you know what i mean it's not because just because we work and we do these things and we make money. Like, it, there is a place for that, I think. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that we yeah, should just sit there no. being spiritual gurus. Um, <laughs> we can't all be monks. Yeah, like, not everyone, you know. And yeah. I think you can still plant those good seeds of righteousness. That maybe maybe it's like, that looks different for for different people. Like, planting good seeds of righteousness just looks different. Maybe for some, it means being a monk or a spiritual teacher. Yeah. And for someone, it means being... They always give this example about being a good teacher or being a good mom. Do you know what I mean? Like those yeah. ordinary day to day because you're still planting legacy. Um, I think it's how you do it, you know, and not necessarily what you do, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Again, it's perspective, isn't it? It's how is your motive, like where where your heart is while you're doing whatever yeah. you are that you're doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Mm. I think it's all about the heart at the end of the day it's all about the heart like it sounds it's not people always say that sounds cheesy but you know it's just the truth funny enough it <laughs> is it's like when you say it's cheesy it makes it sound like it's fake but i'm like it's the most truth that you've ever it's one of the most profound truths on this on this life is that it's from the heart like if you do anything i think anything that you look at yeah you'll be able mm. to tell the heart of the thing the maker or who made it because even if you look at something that's that's bad that turned out bad mm. like any yeah. product that tells you something about the heart of the maker as in not as if they've got a bad heart no but like their attitude when they were you know creating that thing it could be a company yeah because that's where it comes from isn't it mm. whenever you create you, you almost again so cheesy create from the yeah, heart you can. like <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's the truth like you said but it does sound really cheesy mm. but that that's just how it works like you can't you cannot not do it any other way yeah like because it's your energy almost isn't it because you use your energy to create so where's your energy coming from it's like we say heart but it could be called many things like energy life source 
spirit center prana Prana. (laughs) exactly Um, there's different names for it but essentially the most universal word is heart yeah and it's very true and i just think it's the heart it's it changes everything it changes everything like it colors everything so for me i just feel like you know where's your heart at when you're creating this legacy Mm. because if your heart is settled on on uh on on like the whirlwind and the wind then Mm. you could still be doing something that seems righteous that seems like a good thing but you're you've made it not good like do you know what i mean you've just twisted it not twisted it but you've just made your heart position is not really great so i was thinking to myself when i was reading these i was thinking oh my gosh you know you're when i was sometimes i read something and i'm like oh god father please um maybe not be like this because i can see myself being like this that's why um and I was just like, I think it's just more about like worship, not worship, yeah, worshiping. Because mm. I feel like your life is worship because worship is like focus. It's what you focus on. So if you're not mm. worshiping one thing, you're worshiping something else. Um, yeah. yeah. I've never said it like I agree. I've never said it like that before. But yeah, I think worship is focus, isn't it? Because did you even say, or let, let, if I say, or let, let me worship God now, it means like, let me focus on God, you know? I can't worship yeah. without focusing on God. And so it's like, I think I wrote down one of my fears and prayers, not to worship creation, but to worship the maker. So it's like, don't worship the creation, but worship the creator. So that just means that's to do with like your position. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, say you're a mom, you know, you could do a bad drop of that because your heart's not in it. Like, you know. Yeah, of course. Or because yeah. you, you know what I mean? Or you could do a good job because your heart is in it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that, oh, you have to be there for every single moment of the child's day. And it's not what it looks like yeah, on the outside. No. It's mm. what your heart is at, mm. you know? So that's it. Mm. So then it's like any any job that you do. Because I know every time like, I do I do botch jobs, you know, my heart wasn't in it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, it's true. Because that makes it, that makes it easier because... Going back to the topic of like eternal versus fleeting, it's like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's where is your heart in the thing that you're doing. So whether you're at work, um, where's your heart when you're doing the thing that you're doing, when you're interacting with people? Because you could do it just like whatever. I'm just here to make money. Mm-hmm. Or you could be in it fully and dedicated to the job, to the people that you work with, mm. the team that you're part of. Do you know what I mean? That makes a difference because you're still impacting people, whatever whatever heart you're bringing to mm. it. Do you know Do you know what I mean? You're still mm. going to have an impact on those people. So the difference is whether you're 100% in, in for the right reasons or mm. not. So I think even even when we're talking about spiritual practices so even something that can look good can look like it's eternal it's an eternal thing that you're investing in whether that's like um ministering at church or i don't know in your group of friends you know you could do that you know just like yeah i'm here to look good and be in church if people know that i'm you know spiritual yeah whatever Mm. um just for ego and that that's not that's not really eternal Mm. but if you're in it for the right reasons again where where is your heart then it can be so that's that's really what it comes down to um which is interesting because initially I was thinking about like the spiritual things are eternal and then like you know the other stuff is it was very much black and white but really it's just where you it it, it always starts from you isn't it really it's not the thing that you're doing it's you where you're coming from yeah 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 that reminds Hmm. me also of that 
it is a verse, right? It's a scripture where it says, uh, I think it was even Jesus himself speaking. But I said, um, where your heart is, is is where your treasure is also. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. literally, that's where your heart is, where your treasure is. Because it's almost, it's when we say, like, where you put your, where you put your, um, your focus on is where your energy, where your focus is, is where your energy is. So it's like, yeah. you can only create something you know what am I even going to say now um you create that thing which is in your heart isn't it where your heart's focused on yeah yeah so we're saying now it's kind of like as they always say I don't really like this word because it sounds it sounds kind of like you know religious lingo but it's like your posture the posture (laughs) of your heart which is basically just like which to me actually when I say that imagine sitting in a chair so it's like you know you're trying to get right, like you're trying to you're trying to get right, like angle, like shifty, yeah, chair. like a shimmy, like you're trying to like mm. sit right and get like comfy. So it's like sometimes mm. you're just sitting bent and you're not even, you know, you're you know you're not even, <laughs> you know you're not even comfy, but you're still sitting there. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know when you're in class, when you're in class. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds so funny. You're just sitting bent. <laughs> yeah, so some people are coming into the situation just bent. yeah, they are. It's true. <laughs> even in work meetings, you know, in it when you're in work. From what I remember when I had like work meetings, um, yeah, like in physical time, or whatever. You, I'm not sure mm. though. Like you can tell that some people don't want to be here, in it. Like the way they're just sitting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's true. the thing, exactly. So it's like, as you, you need to think about this if you own a company, mm. honestly, because that will tell you the hearts of the people. And once you see the hearts of the people, you know what kind of work's gonna come out from them. You yeah, don't need to sit yeah. there and be like, oh, "You're right." I don't understand why we're, you know, behind on blah blah blah. Like, you look how they're sitting on the chair. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, even when you look at yourself, like you said, when you've done a piece of work or whatever it is, and whether it turns out good or not, you know, you know why it turned out that way because how you came into it, really. Yeah. So. <laughs> now I'm just gonna have that image. <laughs> no, that's what I. That's what I actually have. Because sometimes I'll be, I will say words and they sound very like serious, like posture. But I'm just like, no, I'm trying to say what I'm thinking in my mind. So it's just, like you're trying to sit on the chair, even on like the position of your heart doing something. It's like mm. how you coming in, and it's like for every single thing in your life, like relationship, everything, blah blah blah. Like you've always mm. got a posture towards it. You're always sitting in the chair somehow. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's done out where you're yeah. sitting, and then you're there going, oh. Like, you know what it's like when they say, oh, the problem starts with you or it's all about you. Like, that's when it's true. Because, yeah. like, why are you looking at the situation? How are you sitting on the chair? I think that's how, that's mm. what the title of this message is. How are you sitting on the chair? <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, you're sitting on the chair somehow. And I guess that's the difference between, well, I was going to say the difference between us and, like, if you're royalty, you know what I mean? Probably that's why royalty has a throne and you sit up there. Like, <laughs> That's probably how you should be in life, but it takes effort maybe to sit like that in every aspect of your life, no? I mean, it does. It does because sometimes, you know, you might have things that just, you know, causing you to sit that way, you know, but you have to push through. Mm. So I feel like there's so much to talk about. We've talked about it all, but I've just been rambling on. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, but it's like, I think what we're trying to, the wrap up is that it's about where your heart is because I still feel like even as we're saying heart and we're saying like posture I'm still thinking that like it's perspective as well Mm -hmm. like it's the same thing because really 
if I come into a situation and I already have this perspective that, oh, it's not going to be good, I have a negative perspective, I'm coming in with that negative heart. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to end up good. Like, t- so for me, exactly. even though we're, we're using different language, but essentially it's the same thing, isn't it? Like, it's the perspective that you're coming into the situation with. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going to come to work, I'm going to put 100%, I'm going to work with these people. How am I viewing them, you know? or if I'm doing something in church or in a spiritual environment, like how am I looking at this situation? That's going to affect the work that I produce, what I create, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, mm-hmm. in, that, in that situation. So mm-hmm. again, heart, perspective, whatever you want to call it, it all starts with you, isn't it? It starts here, right here with this individual. So I think that's our wrap up. We're back at perspective. <laughs> Hey guys, we lost connectivity because of some internet issues, but we pretty much wrapped up. So I guess we'll see you next week for another one. And thank you again for joining our conversation.